Hello and welcome to the Sugar Shots podcast featuring myself, Jeremiah Brown, aka Sugar J Poet, aka Don Demerara. Read and subscribe to Sugar Shots at sugarshots.substack.com or follow us on Instagram at Sugar Shots Podcast. Enjoy the episode. I don't know how we got here, but we're here. Don't ask me how I got here. I just, <laughs> if I like something, I do it. That's, That's that, basically yeah. it. Yeah. Like, what can I tell the kids? I do it. I, <laughs> I like it, I do it, and I try and be good at it. Yeah. I, uh, I ain't got much more answers than you. You have to try in it. Don't you, don't you often know, like, for me, like, sometimes that makes me feel like an imposter? I don't know, does it make you ever feel like an imposter? I you think, feel like you don't know what to say. Sugar shots are a little certain from me in your week to make you think and feel, using a word and its definition as a jump-off point. It started as a newsletter and now we have a podcast too. The formula's the same but a little different. Every episode, I take an existing shot and break its themes open with a special guest. This episode, our special guest is poet, writer and artist Victoria Adekwe Bully. The shot we break open is jazz, where I talk about the idea of lingering on in this world like jazz and how we would like to remain. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. Wonderful. Sugar, sugar. The following sugar shot was first published on January 12th, 2022. Jazz. Noun. A type of music of black American origin which emerged at the beginning of the 20th century, characterised by improvisation, syncopation and usually a regular or forceful rhythm. Brass and woodwind instruments and piano are particularly associated with jazz, although guitar and occasionally violin are also used. Styles include Dixieland, swing, bebop and free jazz. In PN Review 196, Gifted to me by Jacob Samler Rose during a Barbican Young Poets session one year, Neil Powell opens a report on Philip Larkin with a sentence that has always stayed with me. Neil states boldly at the beginning of his report that what will survive of us is jazz. When everything burns away and humanity is done defiling the earth, when man's thorough ravishing of this planet is through and we've ravished ourselves too, what will survive of us is jazz. People will linger on this planet the same way notes from a saxophone linger in the soul well after they've been played. I like that thought, even if as a society we don't deserve it. I was born blue due to my umbilical cord being wrapped around my neck. I have a poem about it. In it I'm not exactly remembering the event, though that would be some memory to have. The poem is me wondering what my parents would have done if my neck had gone limp like a wilted candle wick. I hope they would have moved on. The memory of me passing away in the same way a candle burns out. Only a scent left. Something like cocoa butter and rum. So, Victoria, how do you think about the future of the planet? Um, I think right now, I, I think about it in a very sort of... I don't like the word fraught but like in a in a sort of tense way like i think about it in a sort of anx- anxious way mm. because at the moment i don't know how much of a future we have and i feel that 
I don't know how much we can do about that or if, if we're in going in the direction of, of actually reversing some of the damage that's been done. You know, like the idea of if you've, if you've caused so much harm, there's a point at which you're too far gone. Yeah. I don't know if we're at that point. Um, but I also don't know if that matters mm. in the sense of, you know, like there's doing the right thing for a reason and there's doing the right thing because it's the right thing. Mm. I kind of feel like with the, with the future, you have to, with our future, we have to walk in the right direction, even if we're not going to get there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because it's we have an obligation to each other as people. So I can't say I can see much of a future, but I think we have to pretend that we can and that we get there. How do you think the earth will remember us as human beings then? Like, yeah, if this is if this is how we're treating the planet and this is kind of the direction that we're moving in at the moment, how do you think the earth will remember us as human beings? I think the earth will remember us like a relationship that started really well <laughs> and turned sour. Mm. And so with a kind of... Um, bittersweetness of like you know you guys could have really been somebody <laughs> do you know what I mean I think it will feel a little bit like that yeah yeah the relationship analogy is really good because it's kind of that one where you're looking at it and you're like it didn't have to be like this it honestly it didn't have to go this way uh if you could just communicate <laughs> you could just if chill you, if you if, right if you if you could just hear what I was saying yeah. you know and if you know maybe I wasn't so impatient or you know if I wasn't this way maybe it could have happened but because yeah. like I provided the sun I provided the water I provided the soil I provided like the photosynthesis and you I you guys actually still you 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 still messed it up still I gave you everything <laughs> I gave you everything you could ask for and you still you still threw it back in my like, face there's a Lauren Hill song in my head right now and I've forgotten which one it is but she's like yeah it's the one that Drake sampled do you know what I mean the X Factor. It could all be it's so, so simple. simple. But you'd rather have it hard. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's, yeah, that's, that's literally that's humanity. How, yeah. Okay, so moving on from the, like, cataclysmical uh, perspective of the planet, but, like, do you ever think about your own birth? I think about my being here, but I don't really think about my, my arrival. Yeah. Yeah. Do you... So, I... As I talked about, I was born with the umbilical cord wrapped around my neck. So I've heard stories about my birth because there was something that happened during it. Yeah. Is, have you have you heard any, like, have your parents, have they been like, here's some stories about when you were born? With my own birth, I all I know is that my mum was a professional by that point. I was baby number four, do you know what I mean? So it really was not that big a deal. And um, I know that my mum had had a certain kind of painkiller I think it's called pethidine and it's kind of like a morphine so it can like it can kind of make the baby dopey if the baby gets that chemical in its system so I know that when I was born apparently I was also a little bit blue and a bit sleepy because it had made its way into my bloodstream by the time I was born okay yeah so that's the only real thing about my birth that I find interesting is like I I can't and also that I was induced so I was meant to come later but they induced me so I was born at you know on my birthday at two weeks earlier than my due date but I my birth was quite uneventful yeah yeah 
Okay, and you said you reflect on your being here. So how is that slightly different for you? I think the, the event of my birth is almost something that belongs to my parents and not so much to me because even though I was there, it's not an event in my in the archive of my of myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but when I think about my being here, that's more of a question about more of a thought about my purpose, um, how I'm living. Um, yeah, less about my birth, but more about my life, my living. Do you know what I mean? You gave birth. So <laughs> if uh, if Mad. anyone anyone could see Victoria's facial expression, it was it was a facial expression. Wild. Um yeah, I don't envy you. I don't envy you one one bit. Yeah, keep that. Um, <laughs> if the birth of your son, okay, was a song or a genre of music, what would it be? And it it doesn't have to be the actual moment of childbirth. Like you don't have to, it doesn't have to be that. It can be just the birth of your son can be the song. I don't know. Mm. Um, I mean, if I had to name a song, there's not just one, but like, okay, so one of them is, um, I don't really know this artist's work very well, but the artist's name is Lomelda, like L-O-M-E-L-D-A. And um, the song is called Hannah Sun. And she's kind of just, the singer's just kind of saying, are you as happy as you could be? Like, it's just like a song about making someone happy and like saying that, like, I'm here and like, am I doing enough for you sort of thing. And it, it's quite a, it's quite a, like a, a melancholy, happy song. Um, and then there's another song that's purely instrumental by an artist who I actually think is She's from not far from here. She might be a South Londoner, actually. Because, hey. you know, they're all so cool. You, She's done that. Cool hey, big up South London. Um, Terza. Um, and it's called Crepuscular Rays. And it's like the, the way she sings on that song, it's just vo- it, it's, it's vocal, actually. It's not just instrumental. It's just vocals, but, like, there's no lyrics. It's just sounds. But it's like she's making baby sounds but singing. And it's so beautiful because she's got she's got two kids. As well, so fascinating. I will have to. I will definitely send it to you. Um, so those are two, and then um, there's a Derek Harriet song called "Let Me Down Easy," which is nice. That I was, I still listen to a lot. I don't know. These they don't have anything to do with birth necessarily. Do you know what I mean? But they're just songs that, yeah, have carried me through a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Before coming upstairs to write this, I was finishing up a load of washing and I was sad. Sad is a simple adjective that doesn't really do much to explain exactly how I was feeling. I like it that way. I was feeling down and that's all you need to know. Whilst unloading my wash clothes into a basket, I listened to a jazz classics playlist on my Bluetooth earphones. On the sunny side of the street by Dizzy Gillespie came on and a strange thing happened. My sadness drifted away as the song entered my body. It was as though there was no space for sadness whilst these instruments combined to make music in my ears. There was an extra pep to my step as I finished unloading the last of my clothes. I decided to read the first paragraph of Neil Powell's report. I'd taken the PN review from my bookshelf to make sure I got the quote exactly right. 
Powell talks about how jazz is the best way for Larkin to be remembered. In the first paragraph, he quotes Larkin, I have a weakness for the entertainers of jazz. I don't think it's outlandish to speculate that perhaps Larkin hoped to linger in the air like the notes from Dizzy Gillespie's trumpet. What domestic activities are your favourite? I like to cook. Oi! And and you know this because... I do. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time you came to my house, because it was for my birthday week that I was doing, I was like, I'm going to cook every day and invite people. Um, I really like to cook. And... You know, like in the West, there's a this is, there's this whole thing of like, oh, like women should be in the kitchen. Like I don't have that. I don't have that. Um, that kind of that complex about being a woman and liking to cook. I'm like, listen, my aunties, my mom, like, mm-hmm. like it's not that deep. I I enjoy cooking. It's not about who does it more. My partner also cooks very well. So, but I love to cook. I find that when I'm cooking, I'm not thinking about anything. It's like I'm kind of I'm crea- It's a very creative act. And it's a very soulful, creative act. Like, I'm I'm not using a cookbook. I'm not watching a cookery program. I'm just, okay, I know that eggs, for example, taste good with a bit of paprika, some onions. I know that a tomato stew um, needs a scotch bonnet in it. I know, do you know what I mean? I it's a, it's a body activity that takes me out of my head. And you need to be present to cook because if you're chopping an onion, it might, you know, make you well up. But you also need to make sure you don't chop your fingers. So you have to, you, do you know what I mean? You, you, and if you do end up like cutting, even just like the knife grazes your nail, you're like, oh, be careful now. Do you know what I mean? Come back, be present. So I find cooking to be, for me, something I can do to bring myself back to myself and also then feed myself as well. So I find it a very nourishing domestic thing to yeah. do. I can't think of a better thing to do that's, you know what I mean, domestic. Yeah, I never like I never thought about how embodied the act of cooking is yeah. um and even like you do you do have to be present. Um I've been I've been like making dumplings a lot mm. recently. Um I used to just be that person that would rely on getting my nan's dumplings because I'm like, they're perfect. And then I was like, you know what? I want to make my own dumplings. And the the feel that you're talking about and getting the feel, and I feel like I got, I got dumplings right. I was like, no, these, like, this is, I know what it feels like now. And so now in the process of making dumplings, I'm like, I can know when I've not got it right. And yeah. I'm like, these will suffice for what I want to do now. But I'm also like, I know when I've hit it. Like I know, yeah. like it feels, uh. I know what feels right. And that embodied process. And then yeah. the like the added bit of well is like, okay, and it's nourishment yeah. for you afterwards. I'd never thought about like how embodied a thing yeah. cooking yeah. really is. Mm-hmm. What is your relationship to jazz? Ah, um... I think I'm still building that relationship because on a, on a spiritual level, I really, 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 really like jazz. Do you know what I mean? I like, I think it's probably one of the most human music forms that we have in terms of how it can represent life and how life works and how different things blend together or don't blend together, how one thing kind of rises to the top, then falls again different things kind of coinciding but making sense but I'm not 
I'm not a jazz head. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not someone who could tell you about oh, like Coltrane and then like Miles Davis. I, I, I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But I just think it's one of the most brilliant art forms and incredibly inspiring. And it makes me want to 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 be that good at something and that free, that trained and that free, that disciplined and that undisciplined. Because I think that's what jazz is about. It's not just, oh, you, you're a brilliant pianist. That's not jazz, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's something else that has to come into the skill and it can't be taught, I think. Yeah, it's that, like, when yeah, when you said that trained and that free is, like, I think that's that's what you really aspire to. And I think I um, had uh, Toby on on a previous episode of the podcast and we talked about play mm. um, and the opportunity to play. And um, I've written a sugar shot about it. But I think one of the big things about play is also when you are in full control of your skill, like playing then becomes so much more. Um, you know, I think of I think of Terence Hayes, to be honest. Mm. This guy is playing all of the time. All the time. With forms and all of that kind of stuff. And a big thing that allows him to play is his mastery of his art. So he is he has a level of control over his artistry mm. that then allows him to then mm. move mad and mm. and play and and I think yeah, the way that you put that together with jazz is really, is really quite something because I think that is, that is like, that's, that's what we're all looking for. It's mm-hmm. like, I want to be able to to play and mm-hmm. to have fun, mm-hmm. but I need to actually understand what's going on here yeah. as well yeah. to do that. So thinking back to like legacy and like all of those sorts of things, um, how do you, Victoria, hope to linger on once you've passed? I would like to linger in a, I mean, first and foremost, in a positive way. Mm. I know that sounds like such a basic answer, but I think there are so many ways of lingering. You think about plastic, for example, it lingers, do you know what I mean? In a way that's just so destructive or things that happen in a, or just like traumas in, in, in a lineage can linger. Mm. Um, and, but also... I would like the spirit of me to be, I would like the energy of me to be something that could be felt. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, like that's a state of Victorian. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. in the same way that we might, you know, when we finally become jazz heads, we will think, oh, like you're cold training right there. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're, do you know what I mean? Like I would love to, I would love someone to be able to say, oh, like that energy reminds me of Victoria. Do you know what I mean? And for that Victoria to to have that sense of like freedom and possibility, I would like the energy of me to be something that could be felt. I really like when the jazz example that you mm. used of like when you can, people will play after the style or, or mm. people will be in their bag and it's like, oh, th- this is, you're really channeling this person yeah. right now. And so you've got that idea of like wanting to linger in that way where it's mm. almost like this energy, this yeah. essence is, is your Victoriaing mm. right now. Mm. Um, is that something that has sort of developed since you've had um, a child or is it something that where you were like, 
you thought about the legacy or because you were hearing a lot of in terms of is your legacy your child like is that something has that affected your thoughts Mm. in any way not that much no like I definitely like because the the idea of having a child is is, I've you know I've I've always thought about it even though this one was like you know okay god cool it's happening now (laughs) is it um but like no I definitely think in terms of I've definitely more thought of legacy as like more to do with the person not their children the person um I think of like Toni Morrison and I think you know because her legacy obviously it has been in her writing and I've read so much of her work but just her energy in her interviews that energy of being so like self um what's the word funnily enough she named a book after this word self-regard like holding oneself in such not not big-headedness self-regard I mean this is me Mm. calm quiet whatever it is but just so so collected um and that's an energy that is so noticeable and she's not here anymore Mm. it's not her books it's not um her it's her spirit do you know what I mean that, I think, is a legacy that, that will continue. The first book I read in 2022 was Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie's Notes on Grief. It's a book I expect I'll be returning to frequently and I don't think I'll be the only one. She articulates things about loss that I've felt but never been able to say. Grief is a time where you usually don't want to be seen, but Chimamanda makes herself visible during the recent passing of her father. It's a true privilege. The fourth book I'm reading this year is The Lovely Bones, which is about a family continuing to live after the murder of their 14-year-old daughter Susie. I seem to have opened the year on a death flex completely unprovoked. What's apparent to me after reading these two books and thinking back on my own experience is that when people die they don't disappear. They are without question gone. The permanence of their absence is a physical pain you don't heal from, but they still remain. How has loss influenced your thoughts on personal legacy? Mm. That's such a hard question. I feel so far in my life, I haven't, and, you know, and I say this even though, for example, my last grandparent passed on last year. Mm-hmm. I say this even with that. But I do feel like a person who... I don't think I've had to encounter that kind... Because loss doesn't have to mean someone died. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily have to mean that. So I'm not trying to say that I haven't experienced loss because I have experienced loss. But I think that... Um, yeah, maybe to answer it, it gives me a sense of time because loss is a reminder that we have limited time. And I think what's most painful about loss is that you can lose something before you're finished. And if you can lose something before you're finished... You always, you can't always think with the end in mind. You can only think with, like, what you're doing today. I mean, tomorrow, who knows? Mm. But you can only really think with what you're doing today and what you do every day. 
because if you're thinking with the end in mind, you might not get there. Mm. Even thinking of the earth, for example, like <laughs> what is the end point that we're thinking of? Like, so I think loss for me and like trying to like on my feet, like tie it in with like legacy. It, it definitely makes me think about do your best today because loss is it's round the corner. It's like in the cupboard. It's it's like on the next street. Like it might not be your day today, but you know it might be your day tomorrow. And I don't mean like you might like walk into traffic work. I don't, I don't mean it like that. Yeah. I just mean that it is around yeah. all the time, and it's you have to live with it, knowing that yeah, like we live with loss, like. It's 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 an event or it's a happening that doesn't stop. So you have to live with it because there isn't endless time. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, legacy, I guess, is built off of what you do with the knowledge of, of loss being part of your environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess the, the phrase is often built what are you doing to build your legacy or a legacy is built and so the idea of a legacy is mm. when you are done like when you're finished that's the legacy um and and yet i think of uh people who i encounter who are very much alive but have a legacy um in the present as well and so legacy isn't necessarily something that has to be thrown into the future mm-hmm. um and and I think what you, when you touched on, like when you think about loss, I think how it impacts legacy is very much in the present. Like when you're, the way that you, you framed it and you, you, you talked about it, um, loss is, is very much something that impacts how we move in the present. If we, un, if we can understand that we may not get to the end or the end isn't something that we can just be like, yeah, it's coming. We know like we're going to be able to finish. Um, and I think that concept of being able to finish uh, is often something I assume um, and the idea that that's not the case. Um, so I guess for you, uh, in the present now, as someone who, um, yeah, has so many, so many things that are, you're, you're, you have, you have a legacy, um, you have an essence to you but you're also building a legacy mm-hmm. um i guess there are there are elements of your life that are like burgeoning and like flourishing um so what what does that idea of of loss do for you in your present mm. at the moment up until this point my idea of loss was mainly and i'm sure this is a lot of people who are young mainly like loss of your parents, loss of your grandparents. Then it moves to loss of people who are older than you, who you respect, right? And then you kind of get to loss of, you know, the hypothetical or unfortunately, if it's happened to you, loss of a, of a friend. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I have never, I have never, I have, my idea of loss has always been about being left. Mm. But now that, I have produced a human. There is another level of loss that is like, one day, if all goes well, I will have to leave. Mm. I've never had that feeling of loss before. Mm. 
Do you know what I mean? So this is a really rambly answer, but I think it's just right now there's so much birth happening. Like the child is out. The book is about to be out. There's all these beginnings that are happening. But there is also a sense of these things, if all goes well, will last longer than me. Mm. And I won't get to see all of it. But right now I'm excited for what I will see. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 No, that's a... Yeah. And I think also maybe to add to that is that you don't want to see the end of these things. Like these these are all things that you want to outlast you yeah. and you expect to outlast you. And yeah. you hope um, thrive well on past you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a strange place to be, to have a concept of your of your life and of your essence that goes beyond you living and breathing. And I think um, it's not really until you start bringing things into the world. Mm. Um, And that doesn't have to be a child, but it's, I think, particularly maybe as artists, it's not until you start creating things Mm -hmm. and really feeling like you're making something that's going to stay here that you really get that concept of like, I'm trying to build things that will exist beyond I exist. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's a special mm. mindset and yeah. place to then find yourself. Yeah. I even think I even think there's another um thinking about like being an artist, for example, and being like a debut like debuting something. Like because we always think about oh like this will be my first big this or my first big that, whether it's a project or like a performance or a book or a film or whatever it is. And um what a lot of people don't realize, and this is something I've heard from other people, not I'm not even talking for myself, mm. but what a lot of people don't realize is that when once your first novel comes out or once your first book comes out or whatever it is that you're doing that you're putting out into the world, you will never be just you writing your little poems or making your little film in your head anymore. Mm-hmm. So you will lose a certain amount of mental space because now there is an awareness that other people will have of you and that awareness might mess up your process Mm -hmm. so that you're still losing something. So yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a, that's a sort of like, you know, small problem loss, but it could be a problem. Yeah. It's again, it's that idea of like you, you are okay. So I think let's go back to domestic activities. (laughs) Um, So mopping the floor. Yeah. Uh, you you mop okay but you you're mopping and it's you're mopping as you you go so once you've started mopping that bit in front of you is is wet like it's it's wet now and so yes your legacy will be to mop the entire floor but at the same time it's not the same as when you when you start you have you can decide to mop anywhere and mop in whatever fashion once you've now started at the top that decision that you made to do it that way then affects how you're going to yeah. move with the mop. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the yeah, 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 um, And I don't know, sometimes that can be like a daunting. It's like, oh no, the first, the first, the first one I do, like what does that yeah. mean for everything? But I think it it, it doesn't have to be that yeah. imposing. Um, taking the mop analogy, it's going to dry at some it's gonna point. It's going to dry at some point, yeah, exactly. But like also that idea of like you have to, like also what you do and have done mm. affects how you then build and move exactly in the future yeah. and there's like a lot of 
joy in that and there's yeah. a lot of freedom in that but there's also restriction yeah, and there's yeah. also loss in that as well when i thought about the alternate reality where i died as a baby i imagined what was left of me was a scent perhaps because a scent is both physical and not at the same time unseen but most definitely there neil powell said what will survive of us is jazz which feels too bold a statement but maybe exactly what we should all want as a non-expert listening to the beta spotify curated jazz playlist forgive me if i go too far however i find there's a depth of feeling and emotion jazz manages to evoke in the listener it seems to me jazz forces you to feel the range of emotions it might conjure out of you are vast but it is guaranteed to conjure something as I read about death, it makes me contemplate the rest of my life. It makes me contemplate the rest of the lives of those around me. As I think about our lives on this doomed planet, I hope that we are making jazz. More than that, I look at my loved ones and hope we're making jazz classics. After all, what will survive of us is jazz. What do you think is the scent of your essence? I don't know. I think I think it would have to it would have to be something that's kind of I think I'm quite a grounded person. Mm. And when I'm not grounded, I, I think I know how to ground myself. So there'd have to be some earthiness in there. Mm. Um I yeah, like I really like the smell of honeysuckle and I didn't even know that it was honeysuckle until I just tried to find out what that bush was that I keep walking past that smells nice <laughs> do you know what I mean I was like hold on a second let me just stop and do you know what I mean literally smell the flowers um yeah like something blossomy um mixed with something woody do you know what I mean like I don't know like a sandalwood or like do you know what I mean um yeah but it would it would need to be something that has a lightness to it but also is is like brings you back down to earth mm. and reminds you that you're here. I would like my essence to be smelling like that. Also orange, you know. Okay. Orange is like one of those like smells that can really make you feel happy. <laughs> yeah. Um and soil. Like okay. have you ever just the smell of compote? Like I see rework. Is like nodding. You must. <laughs> do you know what I mean? The smell of compost is actually quite like it makes you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I love the idea of of the groundedness and the 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 freeing and the the lightness as well. And I think um, it's quite. We are. We're not one thing. We are never one thing. And I think the awareness of yourself to know that your essence is is also things that are seemingly opposite and seemingly like not are seemingly incongru incongruent mm. to be grounded and then to also be light and free is like what is how um but at the same time as well that's that makes perfect sense um i think you i think you capture that as well i think of like conversations i've had with you i was thinking about like earlier on when i was doing little run with grandma um and i remember talking to you like this was before i'd 
decided to do it like before I decided to like interview my nan like before I'd done the show I, I remember having a conversation with you um and I felt very much grounded in my abilities because of like the confidence that you ensued and it was like no like you can do this and da, 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 da. but also there was a, a an encouragement to fly and to go and try and go and ask and go and do these things and so as you said I want my essence or I feel that my essence is something earthy and also light mm. and free I was like yeah yeah it's mm, like it's it's there so what would what would making jazz of your life look like to you right now my life I don't want to tell God that my life is not realistic because I've got a scholarship which is paying me my rent yeah. from a university which will not last forever yeah but so I don't want to be like, God, yeah, it's only temporary, innit? Like, I want to find a way to be like, okay, how can we continue this kind of level of freedom? But, you know, jazz for me is is about freedom. And I think that right now, um, I feel it in the sense of, there's a lot of stuff in my life that is not planned. Like, I really don't know what to say to people when they're like, what advice do you have for an up-and-coming poet or like you know, other poets who are like children, you know, like young, 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 like younger than us. Like, I don't know what to tell them because I don't know what I did. Mm. I just kept, I enjoyed writing poems, kept writing poems, did Barbican Young Poets, met other poets, like was in community with them, was encouraged by them. And somewhere along the line, someone said, do you want to do an open mic here? Or like, do you want to do this project or that? In the same way that you've probably experienced it. Yep. Ask the Arts Council for money. And they gave it. Like, But all of that stuff feels very by chance. Yeah. So I don't know what to tell people in response to a question like that. So when you ask me, you know, how, how, how would I make jazz of my life? I would say I would like that serendipity that I feel, those blessings, those serendip- serendipities that I have experienced to continue because that is jazz to me yeah it makes sense retrospectively yeah and i just want to trust that it will continue to make sense retrospectively do you know what i mean because i don't know how the future i don't know what the future looks like i don't know like a lot of people i know are leaving london because we can't afford it i don't know where i'm gonna live two years from now i i don't know but i would like two years from now for it to make sense yeah and that feels like jazz. What jazz classics have you made with your son already? So, like, what are some things where you're like, oh, this is this is my little Dizzy Gillespie moment? Um, yeah. What what little things are you like? This is a little classic. Do you mean like things that he does that or that we do? Like anything. So anything. for for me, I would like um, the picture that you showed with mm-hmm. with your with your son. Lying by the book for me, that's a classic. I'm like, I'm already like, that's a little, that's a little moment of jazz. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, um, yeah. Anything. Mm. It's funny because he doesn't really look anything like me. Oh, I know, right? All that work. <laughs> um, but you know, he doesn't. Really, he doesn't really look anything like my partner either. He, I, I mean, to be honest, when he came out and they were like, mm, "Who's this baby?" I was like. <laughs> I was like, who's this? Um, I was like, 
I was literally like minutes, like minutes, like I was like just looking in his face, like, uh, okay. Um, he's so beautiful. Do you know what I mean? And I think for a while I was like, okay, like even the feet, like I'm telling you, even the slant of the toenail is like my partner's, like like <laughs> the feet. Like, so there's so much I can see in the child that's like, okay, yeah, that's not mine. That's not mine. That's not mine. Cool. Okay. Yeah. That's not mine either. But there's something in this six week old personality that I feel is actually quite like me. Mm. And I often find myself saying to people, particularly my like my mom or my partner, like, I'm I'm a very simple person. Like I don't ask for much. Like I just I, I my needs are quite simple. Um I'm very like keep me warm, keep me fed. Um, I like beauty. Like, don't need much, but what I have needs to be like it needs to feed my soul in some way. Mm. I don't ask for much, but what I want, I really want it now. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I want it, and if I don't get it, I'll be very annoyed. And I kind of see that in him <laughs> because he's a very chill child. Yeah. He's very chill. We were at a wedding yesterday. He was ch- like chill. And but when this child wants to eat, it's like, like bring, bring like bring the breast. You know what I mean? Like, where is it? Like, <laughs> said bring it, to bring you. it. Like, I like where is it? Like, and I just think I, I recognize myself in that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what's jazzy about that, but um. I think that, yeah, I think there's a lot of jazz in the idea of like meeting aspects of yourself mixed with aspects of someone else and also people who you don't know because genetics are a bit wild like that. And even aspects of people who you know and maybe don't like, you Mm. know, (laughs) or like are not in a good relationship with right now, but you're like, oh, he might look like that person a little bit. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I remember... um, yeah, one of one of my boys had a had a daughter and um there was like one week I was like, yo, this is your daughter. Right. And then the next week I was like, big man, that's your sister. Like what? Like that's weird. And then I was like, the next week I was like, yo, I don't I don't see you anywhere. That's fully like that's your wife. Like that's that's not you anymore. Yeah. And then it's like it's just been so funny to watch this child grow and I'm like this you look like so many different people yeah. at different points. Not just your parents, yeah. but like different yeah. different people. So uh-huh. as you were saying that, I was like, I was I was seeing, I was like literally flashing back because like I would see them at different points. Yeah. And like it's like, what is going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. At the beginning, we had a we had a definition of jazz that I read that was quite was quite long. Uh I'm gonna read it again. Um Jazz, noun, a type of music of black American origin which emerged at the beginning of the 20th century characterised by improvisation, syncopation and usually irregular or forceful rhythm. Brass and woodwind instruments and piano are particularly associated with jazz although guitar and occasionally violin are also used. Styles include Dixieland, swing, bebop and free jazz. Um, After our conversation, do you think we need a redefinition of jazz or how would you redefine jazz? Um, I think jazz is, I think jazz is um, 
so much of what we've mentioned in the conversation, you know, that mixture of play and discipline and undiscipline and spirit and freedom and yeah, is is very is very human. And I don't actually think that jazz is something that fits the logic of definition. Mm. It doesn't really work, does it? Because if you define something, you know, you are trying to outline it and, you know, give it a name, a color, um, put it somewhere on a chart next to this thing, next to that thing. But if you do that to jazz, it's like trying to cage something quite wild. Mm. And I think you have to, you cannot by definition define jazz. You can only kind of feel what jazz is and if you can't feel it it's not for you wow so do you know what i mean yeah yeah uh and on that note we're gonna end look at that look at that um victoria thank you so much for coming through it has been an absolute pleasure thank you thank you very much for having me